Sammy, it is Opinions Unqualified. How are you, brother? Good, man. How are you doing? Good, man. You know when you um when you eventually have kids, blowing into a bottle, like a beer bottle, will be your saviour. My saviour? Yeah, yeah. You'll learn it, mate. I, I thought the Batman shirt would be my saviour. Yeah, I am rocking a Batman <laughs> shirt today. Compression um, as well. It is a compression one, yeah, yeah. I did I did lift today and I'm trying to get my shoulders are sore. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep, you know, the muscles in. Yeah. yeah. Without sort of bulging them out. But right. um we may not be taking a photo. <laughs> uh, maybe for our model shoot. Maybe. For our model shoot, I'll uh, you know, put the Batman shirt on. That might work well. Yeah, I think so. Because it's black and black slimming. <laughs> but you're trying to be big though. Yeah, I know, well, I'm big, but it's tight, so it makes right, you, like, so right. slimming, but makes you big. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I do have to say something before we uh, introduce our guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a concert on the weekend at the HBF Stadium down yeah. in Claremont, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty good. It was like this little festival thing. But I went there not really expecting much. So we went and saw Spacey Jane, and you know they're pretty big West Australian band at the moment. Pretty sure. Yeah, and they were alright. Um, but I saw this band called the Southern River Band. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I have not spent, like I can't remember the last time I was just mesmerized, mesmerized by one human being as much as I was by watching their lead guy. This guy was funny, he was energetic, he had charisma, like he even, like he, he had a rig, you know? Yeah. So if you're a female <laughs> and you wanna see a rig, this dude has a rig, bro. <laughs> like. You know, and he's not afraid to rip his shirt off. Yeah. I think there was one stage in the middle of the show, he's like, you know, I'm more than just a ring, Rick, I can kind of sing <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, I just think if you if you want to support local music, obviously Death by Denim are our, you know, our, our local that's podcast our band. That's our local <laughs> podcast band. But um, the Southern River Band, like they do like old 70s type rock, but my God, it was entertaining. Yeah, right. So good, so right. much energy. I learned Spotify. Um, I don't know. Might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my next workout, like I might put them on and just, yeah, just go mental. Yeah, very cool, very funny. Um, yeah, so just worth seeing. Um, we're gonna, we've got a, we've got a guest, Sammy. We do, we do. It's been a while, a couple of weeks that people have just had to listen to, to just us two. So yeah. different, bo- different voices are always good. Yeah, so I just wanted a little shout out before I introduce the guest. It's going to shock you, Jarek. Yes, Jarek, my nephew, this is going to shock you because I know you're an avid listener. Um, this lady probably has dealt with more cruelty from me than any other human being on earth. And I think when you're young, you don't actually realise like how cruel you're being until you get a bit older. Uh, and then you try and make it up for the rest of your life. But... You know, I don't think you can make up the cruelty I was, and we might even discuss some of the things I did um, at some point. Maybe she doesn't want to go down memory lane, but um, yeah, so I was fairly cruel. I'd love her with all my heart. Um, she's a, she's an author. She's actually, I think, have you got anything published? No, she's in the works of getting something published, and she's gone to, you know, she's working on that. She works uh, in a very male-dominant industry, and I wouldn't mind talking, you know, about what it's like being a female working out, you know, in uh, the bush. Lives out in the bush as well, so she can give us a bit of a, an insight in, as, as to life in the country. Um, parent of three, um, very talented uh, musically, um, literary, literally, like with literacy. What's that? How do you say it? Literacy? Literally? Literacy? Literally? Literally with literacy? <laughs> literacy. Uh... Yeah. Oh, no, she writes. So, yeah. yeah, and she's pretty good. And uh, this is my uh, younger sister, uh, Diana. Welcome. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, good. Really good. Yeah. Good, good to see you. Um, this is the first time we met Sam, right? 
Yes, it is. Not what I expected. Yeah, which is sort of like um, weird considering I spend all my time with Sam. <laughs> yeah, I, I've met a lot, a lot of um, your family and friends as well, so... You have. It's all right. Um, so what I wanted to talk about is first, and say thank you for coming on the show. Um, you did say that Jarek's an avid, avid listener. So, like, is that something he speaks about, like Opinions Unqualified podcast? He does, yes. He talks to all of his friends about it, and he listens to it every week, religiously. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, year 11. Year 11 in Meriden. Yeah, year 11. So, I didn't know we had listeners as young as that, but we, we do, which what is great. Man. Yeah. Love that. Man. Man. He's Good 16, man. so, yeah, man. Yeah, he's a man. Yeah, yeah. he's a man. Um, so, uh, what I wanted to talk to you, you know, about first is um, your writing. You know, so it's something that I'm very proud of that, that you do. I think it, it'd be quite, because I obviously play a little bit of music and have released a little bit out into, you know, the, the interweb. Um, which is quite daunting, but I can imagine the time and energy you put into a book, um, it'd be, be something that's quite exhausting, um, but quite scary as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've finished seven whole stories, novels, but I've never had any of them published because I've sent them away and unfortunately I haven't, haven't had that big yes yet. Um, but you put a lot of passion and emotion within a story and you try and develop your characters make sure they have the proper arcs there's a lot of research involved in actual writing a full story from start to end yeah so what made you want to do that i think because i have pretty vivid dreams so to start with i was just writing down a lot of my thoughts to help cope with a lot of the trauma from my youth (laughs) (laughs) that i had nothing to do with Um, and then I just found characters that I really enjoyed and I wanted to know what would happen with them. You know, if I had this character in my head, if I did this to them, what would happen? Where would they go? What if they had powers? Yeah. What if they had a family? How about they live on an island? Yeah. You know, just chuck them in different scenarios and follow the story. So when you say you're writing something and you like sort of fantasy fiction? Yeah, young adult fantasy, generally. Yeah, so... Do you just think, I'm just going to put the most outlandish thing, what's the most weirdest thing that I can think of? Or do you, you, you obviously consciously think about like where, where it's heading, but do you go like, well, what if like a dragon came out and bit this dude's head off? I don't have a lot of gore because my target audience is young adult. I did try a story that was not a mature age fiction and that was a bit, well, it was interesting. I don't know, it didn't really resonate well with me because... I suppose I don't hang out with a lot of adults because when you've got kids, all you do is hang out with the kids yeah. generally. So, yeah, there was uh, no, no gory dragon bits. Do you, is it always uh, like, so you pretty much said that same genre or have you ever done tried other genres or has it always been pretty much? I've always um, leaned towards fantasy, but I've tried a little bit of romance, not Grotty romance, I know what you're thinking. I was going to say, 50, uh, yeah. 50 shades <laughs> of, you know, Southern Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I've, I've tried a bit of romance. I even joined the Romance Writers Australia. And, yeah, so I was doing that for a while, but I didn't really get into it. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think romance would be really hard to write. You know, because, like, people, I think people would judge you more on a romance novel than they would, like, a fantasy novel. I think you can be a little bit more like crazy in a fantasy novel and people are like well this is just fantasy but if it's romance it's like people are judging you like you're like if say 
like there's a scene with some, some leather in it. They're like <laughs> judging the author to say they must do that every single time they're in the bedroom, you know what I mean? Maybe. There is a lot of that. There's a lot of judgment in the romance and it's massive industry. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of expectations and the pace that you expect the lovers to, you know, commit to each other and there's just, yeah, a lot of expectations and I didn't really roll with it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and I love that sort of stuff, so. I don't know. I don't read any of that stuff. I'm self-help. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, probably the, the books that I like reading the most would be autobiographies. And I think we've, we've discussed this before. Well. But I, I love I love that stuff, like biographies of people and their lives and what they've, they've done. Particularly like rock stars, because mm. they're usually crazy. Um, yeah. But um, I do like, like, I think it's a well, well-written fantasy novel. I think, I think it's a really, really good read. So, yeah. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, I've been listening to, I mostly listen to audiobooks because I have Audible and I do a lot of driving. That's what happens when you live in sticks. Yeah, yeah. Listen to podcasts and listen to books. So I've been listening to Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Right. Um, I'm on the third listen through of that. Really enjoying it. Um, Emotional Intelligence, just finished Craig Allenson's series, which is a fantasy. Yeah. Um, we absolutely love Kemet Hearn. So we've listened to all of his Iron Drilled Chronicles. So there's, I think, nine books, eight or nine books in that. Um, Rachel, who did the Spirit Thief series. What's her last name? Rachel someone. I'm going to go with Weiss. No, not Rachel Weiss. <laughs> um, I'll think of it later. Yeah. But yeah, we like... Yeah, listen to a lot of books. So I've never, I've never, I've never listened to an audiobook. I was actually, I was actually, I don't know whether when I was thinking about this, but I was definitely thinking maybe it's because I always get um, things from Amazon Prime saying that like your free audiobooks, mm. you can claim that or whatever, and I'm like, I wonder if it's actually the same as reading a book. But I know a lot of people have got into um, the audiobooks. I think you absorb the information differently. Differently, so. A lot of the self-help development leadership books that I do listen to, I tend to want to buy the physical copy as well because if there's a specific point that I'm interested in, then I like to read it in the book to have it absorb more. But yeah. with the fantasy novels, the whole point is just to listen and just go away with the story. Well, because I feel like it depends on the voice that's coming out as well. Because like, I know for me, like when I'm like reading a narrative, my internal voice is the voice that's like, reading it back to me, I guess. And I've got my own ideas of what they sound like, and you know. But in an audiobook, like, is it just like a person reading to you, or is it like different characters, or is it like different setting? Like, how how does an audiobook sort of work? It depends on how good the narrator is. So there's some really good narrators out there that will put on different character voices. You can get books that have a different voice for every character. So they'll read one chapter in a male perspective, one chapter in a female perspective. Um, I've got friends who really like listening to audiobooks as well and they listen to the first three books in the series by one narrator then they change the narrator so they wouldn't listen to the rest of the series until it came out with the same narrator as the first four books yep. because they said the name differently and I've had some some books that I've listened to and they've changed the narrator third or fourth book in as well and they say a certain point or a certain word differently and it's really aggravating <laughs> you know it can be really aggravating but um as long as they have a good narrator, any 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 book's really good. I guess that's like, like when you got a band and it's your favourite band, 
Mm. And then the lead singer dies of a drug overdose. And then they get a new singer in. Yeah. And it's just not the same. Like, because it's like a different voice and like they're singing the same songs and they might bring the same energy and they might be as, as talented, but it's just not the same. It's not, yeah. And you see a lot of those bands die out mm. because that, you know, because it is a voice like it, you know, it's, it's what you relate to. Um, so yeah, I, I, can, I can relate to that. I think, I think if I was a three books into a series and then they changed the radar, I'd be like, that's not cool. Well, it's almost like the main character of like a TV show as well. Yeah. Like when uh, Two and a Half Men, when Charlie Sheen was gone. Yeah, I stopped watching. Yeah. I'll be honest. It was went downhill. Yeah. Charlie Sheen was hilarious. And Ashton Kutcher's a good actor as yeah. well, but but he's no Charlie Sheen. No. Not in that sort of setting. Not when you're used, so used to that one actor in that role and then they try to bring someone else in. Yeah, yeah. And it was just weird how they did that. I remember like it was like he died and this millionaire bought the house. And he kept his brother living there. Like, that, that ain't happening. Like, that ain't happening ever. Like, it doesn't matter how cool that dude is. He ain't living with a total stranger of the dead old owner. No. You know? And the son. Yeah. yeah. And the son. That's yeah. poor writing. Am I right? Or is... uh, I agree. Yeah. No, anyway. Um, what I want to do um, is move on to... Because you, you live in Southern Cross, as, as we mentioned before. So... Probably, like, what's it like living in such a small community, uh, particularly in a, an area where, you know, there's not really many water holes, so it's not like you're going to go to a beach and swim or, you know, like, it's, it's a small, it's, a, it's like a one-street town, really, isn't it? Well, three. There's three main streets yeah. in the town. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it is quite small. It's very, I mean, I've been there for eight years now. Yeah. And I'm not a local. I'll never be a local because I wasn't born there. Yeah. Um, my daughter's done all of her primary school and the high school that she's done so far in Southern Cross and yeah it's just it's a little clicky so if you know people and you know the families then then you can fall right into place but my husband and I aren't very sociable so we don't tend to tend to go out and go to the pubs and go partying we just stay home and you know chill out hang out with your kids like you mentioned before <laughs> hang out with kids yeah. um and my kids aren't sporty so we never really got into the you know the footy families and all that jazz so there's a few attractions like um dooley album rocks um frog rock there's a salt lake there's a lookout point and that's pretty much it <laughs> that's that's all of the attractions of the southern cross area but the yulgan is quite large so if you don't mind driving which you have to be okay with driving when you live out there. Um, there's plenty of places you can go if you like. So explain the Yulgan. So Southern Cross is part of the Shire of Yulgan. So that includes Moran Rock, um, Marvel Lock, um, what's that place? Badalan, Bullfinch. So all of those areas meld into the one um, one Shire. Yep. It's the largest Shire in the Wheatbelt. Okay. It's quite large. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I just think, I, I, I don't know, I just, I like people. Like, I love people. Like, I, I love socialising and meeting new people and doing new things. I just think, you know, I, I'd probably be fortunate being as sporty as I am. Um, and the fact that I love beer, because it sounds like you play sport or you drink beer. Is that fair? That's pretty fair. Yeah, we have some really good friends that we meet up with. We play a lot of board games. We play a lot of, like, old-style entertainment stuff. We play a lot of Magic the Gathering we're pretty obsessed with Magic the Gathering. We've all got decks, except Sienna. She doesn't have a deck. 
We have no idea what I've that is. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like like Dungeons and Dragons to me. We also do Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's a geek, and I love it. I do. It's cool. Okay, yeah. Okay. So you got to find your way, ways to keep yourself occupied and keep your brain ticking. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good reason to get together, playing some games, and it's a you know cozy sort of atmosphere. It's not too loud. And, you know, I've, I've never really liked it to be too loud. Yeah. So it's good, nice and quiet, friendly yeah. atmosphere. Cool. Um, no beach. Yeah, no beach. You'd well, we have the Salt Lake. Yeah. So. What's a salt lake? Yeah. It's a lake that's majority salt. So when it dries up in the summer, it looks like white snow. Yeah, but it dries up, doesn't it? Like, and it's yeah, pretty it's, much you can't swim in it yeah. or anything. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't <need> to swim. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can't swim, there's an issue. Well, it's only, what, five hours from Esperance. You can drive down the <laughs> yeah, beach yeah, yeah. for five a day hours, trip. Go for ten, a swim. Ten minutes is too far. Yeah, so you go five hours, <laughs> there for half an hour. So it's ten hours of driving for a ten-minute swim. Yeah. It's you wouldn't be able to electric skateboard there or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. You can't electric skateboard there. That's getting a workout at the moment, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you work in, in mining? Yes. Now, mining is renowned for being dominated by males and I think like Kalgoorlie which isn't too far away from from where you live I think the like population is is like 50% like 50% more males or something in Kalgoorlie because of the mining industry but we're opinions unqualified so we don't have a clue. Um, what's it like working in an industry uh, that is dominated by by males? Well because I work in administration there's Mostly females in administration because males don't want to do it. I think that's, <laughs> I work in administration as a male. Yeah, I, think I know most you do. Intelligent people work in administration. Yes, the administration do most of the work because everything gets palmed off to them. Oh, just do this, just do that. Yeah. So um, I'm yeah, trying to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Going, yeah. I'm trying to break into safety, so I've upskilled myself. I've done um, Cert 4 in safety. I'm currently doing my diploma. That's why I'm in the city. Um, and I did my training assessing Cert 4. So I'm trying to upskill to get into that, but they keep on moving the goalpost. Yeah. So I just need to keep on trying and keep on pushing and then see, see what happens. As yeah. long as you keep dedicated, it's all good. Just Do you think it, for you to move into the, that, that side of the business, or say you were out in the tool, do you think being a female would be harder? I think that has affected my um, opportunities, definitely, um, and my lack of experience on actual tools because I chose to stay home with the kids while Joel was working, so I didn't choose to go out and get a job eight, ten years ago. I wanted to stay home while the kids were little. I wanted to see them grow up, and that means I didn't have eight or ten years on the tools. So that's not necessarily a female thing. It's a choice to be with your family thing if a dad did the same thing they'd be in the same boat would they really oh, 70 30 yeah 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 and i think that's probably more the point like a male wouldn't be they're bringing in a lot more females into the industry but it's more of a a ploy than anything yeah, it's an e equality thing is so that they can yeah. get their quota yeah so they're bringing a lot of um greenie dump truck drivers and all that jazz but they're not necessarily staying after they've finished the dump truck traineeship. Mm. So is it really worth it in the end? I heard dump truck, like all the truck drivers now, like that's where the um, like females are getting into. 
Apparently, the dump truck, the females as dump truck drivers are better than the males because we take more care of the equipment, we're more gentle with it, we don't take as many risks. Makes sense. But do you know what the issue is going to be? Mm. So, we spoke about this previously, is that in 10, 15 years' time, they'll all be automated. Well, it's not that far away. Yeah, Some of the companies yeah. are already there. Yeah. Where we are, we can't automate because we don't have enough towers and we don't have enough connection. Yeah. So it's not really an option for us. And we've yet. got a... Yet. Yeah. We've got a massive haul road and everything. So that's not an option for us. But some companies have already gone that far. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm proud of you. I think you're doing, doing great things out there. And uh, yeah, it's not something I'd do. <laughs> so you're better than I am. Yeah. Oh, it's a slog. Like you do um, shit hours. But it's worth it because the money's fairly decent. Yeah. And it helps set your kids up. And that's the plan, is just set the kids up. Yeah. Give them a better future. Talking about setting up the future, Nixie. <laughs> that's a segue <laughs> if I ever had one. How good's cryptocurrency? I actually don't know. So my mum, right. who we love, who's been on the show before, yeah. went on this little cryptocurrency journey oh, a little while ago. And she's like, don't ignore this. You've got to get in. You've got to do it. And me being me, I ignored it. Right. So like, I don't. I think she's actually made a little bit of money out of it. So it's probably it is probably a good thing. Yeah. So um, you know me, very uh, impressionable sometimes. Um, and any time that you can spend a little bit of money and have a chance of making a lot of money, um, I thought why not? So I um, some friends were saying that this certain cryptocurrency could go up. It's I think it's it's at fifty cents now. And it could go up to as high as like a hundred, two hundred dollars, um, within like 10, 20 years. So one of these things could from from fifty cents could be yeah okay. Um, so I put a little little bit of money in there, like a dollar. Nah, no, nah, a bit more than that. Okay, yeah. Um, Diana, is cryptocurrency something you've looked into? When Mum was interested in it, we signed up for a little bit, but then we didn't really follow through. Yeah. So I don't even know what's happening with it now. Do you know what I heard? I heard this thing, like this guy had, because with cryptocurrency, like bitcoins, mm-hmm. like you have to like have them physically, like so you can't, they, they can't be transferred over the internet. So it's like yeah. a physical thing on like a flash drive or uh, a hard drive. And this guy had like a billion dollars on a hard drive and then lost his hard drive. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing is though? I've had a hard drive before that just stopped working. So, yeah. Completely, like and it like didn't do anything. Like all everything was up to date in regards to like your your security, um, and it just stopped working. So you've lost everything that's on there. Yeah, that seems a bit all your money gone. Risky for me. Yeah, now, this one here, this one that I invested, I don't think it's it's not based on the same as Bitcoin. Like it's not mined the same. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is all. This was also based on that companies could use it as like I guess the business that made it or whatever uses it to pay their workers or something like that I'm not too sure once again it pins unqualified I'll take that to I'll take that to heart in my own life as well so but I reckon like I, I'd love like I'm going to start my own business mm. and Sam you're going to work for me yeah now the thing is I have no money so what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to create this currency and I'm going to give it to you, mm-hmm. and you're going to get paid with this currency that I've just created. Yeah. But how are you going to go down to the shops and buy yourself a sandwich? 
Uh, there's an app that you can download that you can actually like pay past your cryptocurrency. I've seen those. Mm. Yeah. So it's like you could just go to like a normal deli just with an FBOS machine. Bang. Bang. Yeah. So for instance, my, where I'm, um, what's it called? Binance is what it's called. They, if you want to withdraw your money, they actually take 33%. So it's actually a really like bad rate. Yeah. But like, if you put it, like if you put in a little bit of money, you make heaps of money still taking away 33%. You still might be making like a lot more money than you had. Um, but yeah, you can download this app and then just use that to tap and go pretty much with your cryptocurrency. So what's one Bitcoin worth now? Like 60,000 or like $59,000. Yeah, for one, like one for Bitcoin. One, yeah. And like there's only a limited amount of Bitcoins that have been mined, isn't there? Yeah. So they, they, they can't, it's not like money you can go reprint it. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they increases in value because there's only a certain amount of them. Yeah, something like that. Um, and also, I think it's also because it can't. Some of it can't be traced, mm. so that's good for some people. Um, Criminals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. I'll put a little bit of money in, and hopefully, um, it works out because it'll be good. Apparently, they're going through a court case because um, there's like a war against cryptocurrency mm. to try get it regulated. Yep. Um, but it looks like they're going to win, and they reckon when this company wins, then the uh, the uh, XRP should uh, go to more money. So mm. I'll be rich. Well, I, I think myself and our listeners are going to be looking forward to hearing you <laughs> go through this journey. As you can tell in my voice, maybe I'm quite sceptical about these sort of things. But again, I'm old, so for me it's sort of like, well... If it doesn't kind of make sense, you've got to sort of really spell it out to me. And you haven't done a good job well, spelling you know, it out to me. This is my thought process, right? Imagine all the people that were told to get Bitcoin, mm. right? And back in the day when it was worth like $5 or whatever. Mm. Imagine the amount of people that said no. And imagine if you were just like, you know what? I'm just going to spend $5 to get one Bitcoin. Like right now they would have $59,000. Yeah, but you don't have the $59,000 until you sell it. And then it's 33% less than that. Or you can tap and go. Yes, yeah, so just spend the... There you go, buy a car. Yeah. One tap. <laughs> With it's your done. Grand. Yeah, it's done. There you go. Easy money. Yeah, you're probably right. So, I'm glad because, you know, we're pretty tight. <laughs> when, when you're rich, I'm sure you look after me. So, which is good. Um, talk about going to buy new cars. Yeah. Um... You've mentioned to me here, and I think it's more your own concerns with your current vehicle because you've had a lot of work done to it lately. Um, you, you mentioned breakdowns to me. Yeah, I just want to know what um, everyone's thought process is when um, their car breaks down. Because I, my car had the, uh, the check engine light on for a while and uh, it got the, the all clear to, to drive um, until my, my uh, mechanic got back. Mm. Um, and on the last day, um, cooked it a little bit. And luckily I wasn't far away from home and I was able to drive home at like 40 kilometers an hour. Um, but I was just like, this sucks. Yeah, because I, I actually think those brake engines, like your engines last longer than they tell you they need to be serviced, obviously, because they have to. Mm. And how many people, like Diana, do you get your car serviced on time? Not really, but I do get it serviced regularly. 
Yeah. So yeah. I never get my car service on, on time, and that's more a time poor thing, and mm. I need it. So I think I need one of those places close to work that lend your car so that you can get back to work. Like, it's really like, it's, I think it's, it's hard to go get it done. And I find, like, I can't believe how expensive it is to go get your car serviced. Like, it's, it's exorbitant, like, the amount that they charge to service your car. And service really does make a difference because if you get your car serviced at the right place, you'll get it cleaned, you get it detailed, you'll come back, it's like a brand new car. Well, I like that, but it's still, I'm not paying $800 to get my car cleaned and <laughs> detailed. Like, yeah, well, while they're servicing you, you might as well have someone doing something to the car. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, what are they doing? They're changing some filters, they're flushing the oil, you know, I like and to, they charge you $400. I like to sit at the place where it's getting serviced because normally I have to go quite a, quite a way to get my car serviced. So I like to sit there and read my book and then I always notice that the car's done a little bit faster. Yeah, because they want to get you out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's smart, yeah? Yeah, uh, but what I'm initially thinking when my car breaks down... Money? <laughs> yeah, just, this, this is going to be expensive. I think it is my yeah. ROC up to date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I don't have ROC. I don't have like that breakdown service. Um, never, never really had it. I think that's a male-female thing again. Like yeah. I've always had it because I know if my car breaks down, there's probably nothing I could do about it. Whereas my husband, he's never really worried about it because if the car breaks down, he can figure it out. Yeah, because I remember my first car, 1981 XD Falcon, beautiful thing, but it broke down regularly. But I'd just tinker with it and play with some things. And yeah, see, I, I wouldn't be brain. brave enough to do that. I wouldn't tinker with things. I'd be like, ew, no. Well, cars are so different now. Like, there's so much electronics in there. It's not like those older cars. The older ones, it's pretty easy to understand, like, you know, this bit goes to this bit and that to this. There's the hoses go here. You got to like a lot of the time you check your spark plugs. Ah, it's a spark plug, or it might be the alternator. You know, it's there's nothing that's too hard to, to fix and change. But now it's like, man, like you got to you have a degree in it. To it yeah. You've got to do all these like analytics, and you know they can tell you like how you drive like by just connecting your computer in. It's insane. But yeah, I think initially I think oh damn, um, this isn't good probably with more explicits. And then I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be expensive. And then I'm like, yeah, probably should bring me father-in-law who's a mechanic, <laughs> or he knows his stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm very similar thought process, but it is interesting at the time when it's happening, because there's a lot going through your mind. Mm. Well, yeah, because usually you're in a car to do what? Get somewhere. To get somewhere. So your car's broken down, <laughs> you won't get into that spot. Those people are gonna be a bit annoyed with you. Then you've got to think about, I've got to move this car. And if you're on the freeway, yeah. the last place you want to be on the freeway is on the side of the freeway with your car not working. Um, it's bad enough trying to change a tyre, let alone something you can't fix yourself. So, yeah, there's a bunch of things. And I think it depends where you break down as well. Like, if you're five minutes from your house, you're kind of like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> you know? But if you're on a freeway, you think, oh, no, like, this is not good. Everyone I know is going to drive on this freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's seeing me. Yeah, yeah. In my Batman shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you broken down before, Diana? Um, well, I've recently had a pretty serious accident in the car. It was horrific, yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the car had all of the statistics for everything that we've done fairly recently. So they know, look, this is why it happened. It wasn't my fault. And 
they act, the car actually phoned the ambulance for us. Yeah, see, I think that's amazing. So as yeah. the car flipped, the GPS, wasn't it? The GPS rang. Yeah, something to do with the internal systems in the car actually phoned the ambulance for us. Yeah. They're like, you've been in an accident. Shall we call the ambulance? I'm like, I couldn't say anything, punctured lung. Yeah. But Joel's like, yes, yes, call the ambulance. Yeah, yeah right. That, and so, yeah. And we were, we were sideways on the road too, and it was still dark, and we only had one light. So a lady came up five minutes later, and she thought someone was riding a bicycle down the road. She goes, it's odd for someone to be riding a bicycle at this time of the day. Fortunately, she slowed right down, and um, she stopped and helped us. Yeah, right. So cars, you know, pretty amazing stuff. Cars are amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I don't think is amazing? What? Pubs with playgrounds. Why not? Now, so I want to get your you guys' thoughts, and I think because we get we get, we're getting different perspectives here. <laughs> um, we're getting Sam who hasn't got kids. And we've got yeah, Diana who's who's a mother that's probably a bit more nurturing than I am. But I've got and teenagers. Then, yeah, and you've got teenagers mm. yeah, now, but you've been through it. And then there's me, and I've got really young children um, as well. So we got to go to a pub that's like quite local to us, and it's got a playground. So we go to this pub, and we think. Before we go there, oh, it might be nice to go there. Kids can have a little play around, um, and we'll have some a meal and a couple of beers, and you know we're good. You know, so we're not going crazy. It is like a family type type thing. But there is forty seven thousand kids on this playground. There is of them forty seven thousand kids. There's about three hundred parents, so very productive, like rabbits around here, um, and. Two percent of those are looking at the kids on the playground, and I'm one of those dads. I'm like one of those helicopter dads. I hate to say it, and I'm walking with them, and I'm around them, and I'm just making sure that they're safe. And these bigger kids just run like crazy. Don't care about the young kids. Don't even look. Um, their parents aren't telling them to, to settle down. Um, I had a kid um, on this playground the other day, and he was a small kid, and he was trying to climb on this climbing frame thing, and he got his leg stuck. And you know, like what society is like at the moment. What do you do? You like you go help the kid, you stay back. So naturally, you look for a second, and you're like, "Well, is a parent going to come?" And you're like, "Well, this kid needs help." So you grab the kid, move him. He's happy, and it's good or whatever. But where that? Where is the parent in that situation? At the bar. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. So, so I think the 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 concept is a good idea, but there's got to be some sort of responsibility. Not on just the parents, but on the establishment to make sure that there's safety precautions in place so there's not too many kids and that parents are there watching their children as they play. Well, I imagine there's like an insurance nightmare there. Well, in the country, you know, in the sticks where I live, most of the places that have playgrounds, they also have a carer in the same area. So generally when you go to a place like that, there'll be a babysitter in the evenings that's watching the kids. So anytime we go to one of the places that has a playground, normally it's a good opportunity for a you know, 16-year-old to get a job, you know, watching kids in a playground. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's a really good idea. And there's got should be a number limit. Yeah, I know, um, oh, called Stringy Bark, I think. They've got a playground there. And I know, I think when it's matched with, like, Kids Eat Free, there's, like, a day that they do that. Mm. And it's just complete mayhem like you can't even it's annoying to sit down and eat just because it's like the amount of kids that are just running around is is insane um but there's another place that i went to that we went there because they've got a uh they've got tv screens like around 
mm. for like it's more of a restaurant well not a restaurant a bar yeah um and they've got TV screens and cameras that face the um, playground. Oh, so, so you, you can, can see, see yeah, the playground while yeah. you're having it. So that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. quite clever as well. Yeah, but I bet everyone else is watching the screen of the footy on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good idea. It's a good concept. I just wanted to bring that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think as a young guy, like I'd avoid a pub with a playground. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's very relaxing. It's more stressful than anything. When my kids were younger, one of us wouldn't drink. Yeah. Because one of us would have to be watching the kids like a hawk the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can't take glass into the area as well. So the rule is, you've got a playground there, they serve you beer in a glass, and you can't play, take glass into the playground to watch your kids. Weird. Anyway, anyway, talking about your kids, um, obviously living where you live, um, there's only a school that goes to year 10. Um, so if your kids want to do like the upper school, um, in high school, they have to go away. So your two of your children now bored. How do you find being a parent? Because we've spoken to, to Bruno when he was on the show about you know being a boarder himself as a, as a person. How do you find as a parent having kids go away because that is really your only option? It's not like they can go to school where you where you live um, at all, um, and that's where your work is. You're working, you know, twelve-hour shifts. You know weird swings like but you can't have kids stay with you so what's it like having kids go to board you lose a certain amount of connection with your kids like when they're home you see them every day you can say hi how you going and you know just simple mum things but when they start to go away yes you talk to them on the phone every day yes you pay attention to what's happening at the school yes you talk to the boarding house with what's going on but it's a distance thing and they have to be a lot more independent. So I've always tried to focus my child's independence, making sure that they know how to do a lot of things, like they've known how to do dishes and fold laundry and do their own laundry for quite some time now. So I knew they'd be okay in that aspect. But, you know, what if they need a cuddle? You're just not there. So I talked to my daughter as I was on my way here, actually, and she was saying that she's struggling a little bit with certain subjects and as a mum all you want to do is just be there to help and you can't so it's hard for the parent probably just as much as it is for the kid yeah that's yeah i couldn't um it's interesting it's like the different perspective is interesting coming from the parent because i've only really ever heard of it from like the people that have done it yeah yeah, I don't know, because I, I thought, I think it's interesting for me, because I couldn't imagine my kids, and my kids are a lot younger than yours, but my kids going away, you know, to go to school, and I couldn't have those interactions, I couldn't sit down and, you know, help with, you know, calculus, or, you know... What, you could uh, yeah. help. <laughs> Algebra, you know, you know, with their, their thesis on, you know, certain things. Well, I think you've got to always, like think about the end goal you want the kids to have the better opportunities and they do have more opportunities where they are than they do in in my hometown so oh definitely you know and i think you know obviously if they could go to school and finish school around their family they're going to do that but it's just yeah it's not realistic yeah. in that situation so just yeah it's interesting getting a, a parent's perspective considering we've had you know the student's perspective and just say like how you build relationships and you bond with people and you know um, I think you form friendships, as, as Bruno said when he was on the show, 
you know, that are a little deeper when you're boarding with them because it's basically living with, with someone else. Um, so you just sort of, I guess you're hoping that the people that your kids are placed with are of good moral character um, that are going to put your children in situations where they're not uh, going to be hurt or exposed to, to things that, you know, potentially aren't good for them. Well, there's a lot of monitoring. They have to get our pr approval for most of the things that they do. Like, there's only a certain amount of things that the kids have a lot of freedom for. So they can't have their devices past 8 o'clock at night. There's, it's quite strict staying in a boarding house nowadays. You can't have any video games that are M-rated. It has to be PG. PG. Yeah. 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 I feel for those kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they come to the, to the city and see their cousins and, you know, they're playing... Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. And yeah. Hence why the kids come home every weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your kids actually go hang out home on the weekends or? Pretty much every weekend, yeah. yeah. So, and how do they do that? Like, is there a bus or something or? Oh, we pick them up and yeah. drop them off. And how far, is, how far is that drop? An hour and 20 minutes. Okay, well that's not yeah. too, too bad. They should be doing that every day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, when you get up at 2, what do you get up at, 2.45 a.m.? 2.46. I yeah. like the numbers, 2.46. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm actually weird. Are you like that with numbers? Sometimes, yeah. Especially, yeah. like, I guess the earlier it is as well, like, the more, like, particular the time is. Yeah. So I get up at 6.03. That's when my alarm's set. Or if it's not one of the days that I'm in there early, it's like, so 6.38. I've got a 6.38 alarm. I've got a 6.03 alarm. And then on the weekends, I've got a 7, 7.07 or something. Yeah, just weird alarm clock. I never have like an 05 or a, like a, or a, a, an exact hour or yeah. like, like 10 minutes. Yeah, I've got um, 2.46, 3 3.21, yep. 3.45. 3.45 is a weird one. That's like pretty normal time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still it's 3.45, so you like it's pretty it? good. I like it. Are you like one of those people, I bother you guys, because like, I get really pissed off in my one car. Mm. There's no like volume number, right. so it's just one of those dials you turn, and where it ever end up, you end up, and that frustrates the hell out of me because I'm an even numbers guy. So my radio or my stereo or my TV volume has to be an even number. Oh, I'm not that pedantic, but my new car it has like long and short symbols for the volume, so I like it on the long one. So would that be even or odd? How does that work? So you just mean? have a like long... it's a it's just a twist for the volume and there's long and short symbols for when you're going up oh, on the volume right. yeah i think i know so there's bars that yeah. slowly you're right right so instead of a number it's a bar that goes yeah so i like it on the long one like, i need a number and it has to be even really yeah i can't yeah it's weird so when you go to a live concert mm. and you're enjoying this performance if someone was like hey nixie they've got this on like 67 would you be like oh no nah, this is it i'm leaving no because i'm not in control of that right so it's only when i can actually be okay. in control so if i was at the sound desk and it was at 67 <laughs> i would be changing it to 66 or 68 probably more 68 i tend to go louder than and then quieter um one of the things with car volume though that i really enjoy is in my other car um is when i reverse all the sound goes off really? and the first time i did that was like really weird but yeah, I, got, I like it. I like it. When I'm reversing, it turns the, the, the sound off, so I don't hear anything. Yeah. Well, that is like the... You do do that when you drive, though, and you, if you need to concentrate, like you're looking for a house number or something, you always turn down the volume. You do. Yeah. You do. So yeah. that just makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So I thought, I thought that, that's, a, that's a pretty 
that's a pretty cool thing. The other thing I used to do in regards to car volume is when I was like tired, like so I, I had footy training in Mandra and I lived in Collie, so it was like a two hour drive and I'd do that three times a week, um, you know, when I was playing Colts and um, I'd get really tired and I'd just turn the volume up as loud as I could and then stick my head out the window <laughs> and that would keep me awake. <laughs> Not very safe, I don't recommend people doing that. But that used to be one of my things, like because I just try to ah, open my mouth and the air like flows through. Yeah. Did you did you wear like glasses? Why were you wearing glasses while you were doing it? No, no, like, that was when I was young. And surely I your eyeballs would have been so dry after two hours. <laughs> I wasn't the whole time. I sort of come in and out, and, you know. But uh, yeah, between your lips and your eyeballs, there must be no moisture. Yeah. But it had to be music I liked as well because I'd sing along and be like, you know, just keep me, keep me awake. So, yeah, that was probably a bit stupid, <laughs> a bit silly. And then I moved to Perth and I'd drive a Mandra from Perth, and that was back before the freeway was made. So I'd have to go through all those dark, like dingy roads through, you know, the back end of um, Quinana and sort of Safety Bay type area. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, can you believe it, Sam? Once again, 48, I think. Is it, yeah, I think 48? so. Yeah, I think so. Does that mean we're only four weeks away from a whole year? Four weeks away from a Four weeks away from a party. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, one thing we have to say to Diana before she leaves, um, other than thank you, but thank you very much, really appreciate that, is that you've said you've missed 10 episodes of this point. That's 450 minutes you need to make up before I see you again. <laughs> Alright? Do you think that's a fair request, Sam? Um, yeah, if if she has to do a lot of driving, so it makes sense. Yeah, won't, yeah. It won't take long. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it won't. A couple of trips. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, there and back. So, uh, no, thanks for coming on. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the experience. Um, Jared, hopefully, uh, we shocked you a little bit, young fella, and uh, you had your, your old chook on there. So, I'd say that country talk there, old chook, young fella. Yeah. Do you like that sound? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's the collie in you coming out again. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, make sure you get onto our socials. Hashtag opinions unqualified. Uh, get onto the Instagram. Get involved. Um, we love you all. Take it easy. Sure.